Welcome to the Love, Hope, and Venture podcast, where we talk about the marriage relationship, intimacy, and marriage, and how you can go deeper with your spouse. And today, we're talking about building sexual adventure in your marriage. Um, So I was actually asked about this recently, and I started talking about, um, you know, some things with the person who reached out to me because they were saying, oh, you know, things are very boring in our sex life right now, and it's very routine. Okay. Yeah, I get this a lot, actually. And so... I started really sort of like evaluating in my own life. Have I ever really genuinely felt super bored in our sex life? I mean, yeah, sometimes I think things can get routine. And so I started asking myself, okay, what are the ways that you build sexual adventure where you're not feeling bored or tired? And then I started kind of thinking to myself that I don't know that it's really tied to the things you're doing necessarily from day to day with sex. But I feel like maybe it's more along the lines of the lifestyle that you have with your spouse or the relationship. And when other... This is going to be one of those difference of of personality types, I think. It could be. This is why I want to talk to you about it because you and I are probably going to come at this very differently. Um, So I'm not saying that there's never been times where I've thought this has been fairly routine or whatever, but... I can tell you at those points, everything in life seemed fairly routine. So, well, I was gonna say, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely see how, like, getting into a rut in your whole life could then impact your sex right. life, and now you're in a rut in your sex life. Right. I could, I could see that, but I don't think that it, that's the only thing that, sure. that can cause. A rut or what was the, I'm, I'm saying rut. I'm saying that, you know, how do you build sexual adventure? And yeah. I think that you and I probably come at this very differently um, as far as building adventure and, and creating that environment. I think we probably do things differently. And so um, in this, you know, in this episode, we kind of want to just come at it from a few different perspectives because when you are when you are with somebody who doesn't seem super sexually adventurous, but you're craving that, like what are the things that you can start analyzing in your relationship, in your marriage, in your sex life or whatever to get them on board to do it? Okay. And I mean, honestly, a lot of times I have the person who has more arousal. They're more likely the person that is craving sex. They're craving um, variety and everything because they just have a a different type of sexual appetite than their spouse. And so it's tough um, to crave variety if you are the spouse that isn't really like wanting sex as much. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. So what I think is that, so I, I think we've talked about this several times, is I tend to be more along the lines of the sexual responder in our marriage. Um, yeah. Where, like, something sexual has to be going on, something sensual has to be happening. I'm not saying I never just have, like, desire. I do. But I would say classify myself more as the responder. Something sexual has to be happening. Sure. So if you were to come to me and be like, ooh, I want to try something different and new and whatever, and I'm just like, I'm so tired and I want to go to bed, you know? (laughs) I think it's similar to, like, recipes and stuff like when i'm starving and hungry like this is when i make really amazing recipes yeah Yeah. but when i'm not so hungry and it's kind of like 
I just have to cook something. So I just do what I know. And I think that is actually the difference here with sexual adventure is that if you're not like actively aroused, it's harder to think about. So let's address one thing. Okay. Being sexually adventurous is hard. Harder than doing what you know, like you said. Right. Um, I, I wrote an article years ago on the on the blog uh, called the the flavors of sex. Oh yeah. Um, I think I think actually it was years ago on our other blog that has since gone away, and and that yeah. post got it's moved over over on Love Hope Adventure. Yeah, now. yeah. We'll have to link it up in the show notes. But the um, one of the things that I wrote about in there was vanilla, and like there's nothing wrong with vanilla. Van- right. Vanilla is a flavor, guys. Vanilla <laughs> is a flavor. Um, it was a highly sought-after flavor for centuries. And now it's like, pff, what, it doesn't even have peanut butter in it or something? And and that's the thing, like, some people, like, like missionary position has become, like, a cliche for our awful sex life. And I'm like, why? What, what's wrong with that, you know? And that's the thing, is doing the thing you know, right? Mm-hmm. Doing vanilla is easy, and it's comfortable, and, right. and that kind of thing. And doing something different, um, I right. think I think one of the flavors I wrote about was like Rocky Road, you know, like doing something different and adventurous and right. challenging um, is that it is different and challenging, and so you right. have to you have to do something. You can't just fall into the comfortable pattern right. and have adventurous sex. Like that's not what's going to happen. So so first of all, you have to be you know willing to put in some kind of an effort. And getting back to what you were talking about with sexual responders uh, versus uh, what was the other side of that coin? Responders oh, uh, spontaneous, spontaneous desired spouses. Um, if you're the spontaneous desired spouse and you're the one seeking the adventure, you're going to have mm-hmm. to do the work to help your spouse um, enjoy that and get on board with that, right? Because right. what you don't want to do is be the adventurous one dragging your spouse along <laughs> on an adventure. Um, you know, we we were talking the other day about all of these, uh, crazy, uh, trips that we go on and we did a big giant trip last year and unbeknownst to me, one of our kids was telling you, yeah, that wasn't very fun. And I didn't like going to all of those places and I I didn't know any of that. And now I kind of feel bad about that. Um, but if you've ever taken your kids somewhere that you knew was going to be a great memory for them, but they weren't on board. Yeah. It's not great, right? Yeah. And you don't want to do that to your spouse. You don't want to drag them along on an adventure. You, you want them to join you on an adventure. You want them mm-hmm. to want to go on the adventure with you. So you've got to put in some work to do that and right. realize that um, especially if it's not your idea, it's going to be that, – that adds a whole other layer of oh, challenge yeah, to it, it right? If, again, if you're the adventurous one looking to go charge out into the unknown mm-hmm. – you already have challenges ahead of you. Your spouse, who maybe is not thinking that, maybe isn't, maybe not opposed, but just not right. thinking about it actively, they have a whole other layer of challenge to overcome. So, like, get ready for that. Be be, be mentally prepared for that. But then, you know, step on out into it. Yeah, so, it's tough. And I think that. So, I know the way I come at sexual adventure is by just facilitating that. Like just facilitating a life that leads to that. And some of that's my mindset and some of that is just the relationship that we've built. So I always grew up traveling. Adventure was definitely nothing new to me. 
I would say you weren't really a person who was able to travel a whole lot. And so I'm sure that coming at all the trips that I was always planning and stuff, I'm sure there was probably like some parts of you that was like, oh my gosh, you know, what are we getting into? (laughs) What are we getting into? And that's kind of what's happening. If you have a person who who has the frame of mind where they're willing to be more adventurous and trying things just in life in general, mm-hmm. it makes it easier. And I think that my parents started like putting that in me when I was younger. I wouldn't necessarily say I was, I, I'm like not sure how much of this is nature versus nurture. Yeah. Like, but my parents worked very hard. Definitely at, still that age. Yeah, they instilled it in us to face challenges, try new things, whatever. Let's go to new restaurants. Let's try new stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were always kind of working to get me out of my comfort zone. So I have a fairly big comfort zone for that reason. So you pair that with my nature and it's just really big. And so I don't necessarily think of these things as adventures. But then when it came to sexual things, like in the sex adventures what do I mean by that? And then it was scary because I didn't know what to expect or what the expectations mm. are. And it's just like going to a new city for the first time. You have no idea where you're going. You don't yeah. know what to expect. Um, and what's even more difficult is if you're going to a city with a person who did a lot of research ahead of time and understands where you're going. And now they are basically ah. just guiding you in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for me, I had to change my mindset that this is just another part of trying new things. You know what I mean? Like getting, like going on a trip, it's the same thing as trying something new in the bedroom. There's going to be a fair amount of unknowns. So I was going to say one thing that we we got to address also is what does adventurous mean? What is an adventure? Mm -hmm. Um, Because love, hope, adventure. Right. right. Um, some words that sounded good on some driftwood on our wall once upon a time <laughs> turned into a brand. And but but I remember sitting down one day and hammering out what does love, hope, adventure you know mean? Right. Um, I think love was the the foundation that we built our marriage on. Mm-hmm. Hope is that dogged determination. Things are going to get better. And adventure is that wild eyed look into the unknown that says what's over there. Right. And an adventure. Sometimes I think that we we have expectations and we think that there is a certain end end point end goal that we're headed towards Mm. and if you look at what an adventure truly is it 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 might have an end goal right it might have something that you're moving towards but you might not ever get there or there might be a lot of detours a lot of side quests along the way and so if you can approach um being sexually adventurous as saying we're gonna we're gonna try something new and we don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, we might not like it, or we might like it, yeah. or we might not like it I mean, for a many, long time. How many things have you and I <laughs> tried out, whether it's in the bedroom or on a vacation or in our lives, you know, like whatever, where we tried something, a new recipe, <laughs> to keep mixing the metaphors, that we tried out and said, well, now we can say we've done that and yeah, we never have to do that, that ever again, right? Yeah. And so be willing to, to try something and be okay if it's not great. One thing that we've recommended when it comes to trying out a new position, trying out a new toy, trying out a new thing in the bedroom is, what, what do we say, try it three times, yeah. right? Try at least three. Yeah. because I mean, unless it was really horrible. 
Oh, I mean, it was a disaster. Like, okay, this hurt. We didn't like it. Never had to happen ever again. (laughs) Um, But but be willing to try something a couple of times, and Mm -hmm. and be willing to go into it saying this might not be great the first time. Yeah. Like you might try something adventurous, and it blows both your minds immediately the first time, and it's oh my gosh. But it might be, hmm. (laughs) We we could do that better next time. We could try that differently next time. Um, You know, be willing to to strike out into the unknown. And that's going to require some trust. Mm. That's going to require, I think, if, if, if our conversation today is how to be more sexually adventurous, I think one of the things that you've said is maybe introduce adventure into your life, your regular, your yeah. whole life. Um, one thing I would say is start building trust. Mm. And, you know, start, you, you cannot, you cannot build trust quickly. It does not happen. Trust is mm. built slowly over time. So you've got to start yeah. now. And and that means in just every aspect of your life, but that includes like trust in the bedroom. So that means not doing something that violates your, your partner's trust that makes them not feel secure in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. In whatever that means, right? Whatever that wh- whatever security looks like in in that context for your spouse, make sure that you're never violating that because you cannot grab someone's hand and say, follow me. There's no time to explain if they don't trust you. Right. But if they do, and you have a smile on your face when you say <laughs> it, I mean, Keely, Keely, um, if you if you walked in tomorrow night, if you just walked in the door, you've been gone for hours, you walk in the door, you say, there's no time to explain, get in the car, and you're smiling, ah, I would be so excited. I would be so ready to go. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, what is it? Am I dressed okay? Let's do it. <laughs> right but that's after years of trusting you right right there was definitely a time i think that that would have resulted in you freaking out oh, and shutting down we all grow we all grow <laughs> you know but but yeah that's the thing is we've learned to to trust each other and that right you, that that's who you want to go on an adventure with right. somebody that you trust so somebody that you trust financially somebody that you trust to, you know, uh, with, with your kids, somebody that you trust with day-to-day responsibilities of, of just doing life and living in a house together, somebody that right. you trust in the bedroom, somebody that you trust physically, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that you trust is not going to harm you and would not let harm come to you if right. they can at all help it, right? If you have that kind of trust, then somebody's going to go on an adventure with you. That's who you want to take with you. So that's like another part of building that environment. So yep. as a yep. couple, you're you're working towards experiencing new things together that isn't necessarily sexual, but definitely gets both people out of their comfort zones. Yeah, I mean, and, and well, and and it could be sexual. It could and be some of it can be the yeah. first step to doing the the really adventurous thing that you've got in your mind is doing a much smaller adventurous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is just doing a much smaller new thing. Right, because if you're feeling like we've this is all new territory, we've only ever had vanilla, we don't even know what's in Rocky Road, <laughs> right? Then maybe don't jump straight to Rocky Road. Try chocolate chip. Yeah, do <laughs> you know, like try else. something that's a little different. Um, the metaphor is getting strained here, but you get the point. That, you know, sometimes you go to travel and ice yeah. cream and <laughs> recipes. Recipes, yeah. Um, but absolutely, absolutely. Try something small. And and yeah. let that be part of building the trust over time. 
I think the other thing that is really helpful at building sexual adventure is the person who is more apprehensive about it should be part of the planning. I think one of the most difficult parts about going on an adventure is when you haven't been... Say that again? The person who's more apprehensive... About the be, adventure should be should part, be part of, the of the planning. planning. I like that. That's so, yeah. you know, I used to just plan the trips and make all the stuff. And I think, you know, you just had to get in the car and hope that I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and and making you be a part of that and, and saying, well, what do you think? Or where do you think? Or am I booking the right place? Or whatever. Yeah. It makes you part of that decision-making process. And now yeah. you've got some idea of where to go. I think that sexual adventure in the bedroom, if you have um, a spouse who has a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. and usually it's the spouse that's aroused that has the ideas because yeah. why they're hungry and they yeah. know what's going to satisfy that appetite. But if you have the person who needs like the smell of amazing food to come out for their stomachs to growl, mm-hmm. they are not, I mean, the thought of even having food is kind of like, I don't think I could yeah. eat right now if I had to. Right. Um, but if you are in a place where you're like helping to plan that sexual adventure, now you have some ideas. Right. Uh, some expectations. You're building so that expectation if, together. If you're the one wanting to do this oh, thing. Yeah. Get the other person involved in it and right. say, and, and and you know what? Give them maybe even give them uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a, a, an area of responsibility, yeah. right? Um, for this thing, we're going to need. Um, you're going to need some lingerie, and I'm going to need some sexy clothes. Right? Can you choose those? You know, or something like that. That's um, sort of gives them uh, investment and buy-in. Right. Yeah. I think that takes the pressure off because that's one of the most difficult parts about a venture is just the unknown. And that can be really exciting mm-hmm. if you've got any clue what the adventure is. But like you were saying, you know, you want to know how am I dressed right? Mm-hmm. Am I at all prepared for this? Like some kind of expectation or and then there gets this point in the adventure where you both have to go, all right, well, we have planned as much as we can plan, but beyond this, this is where the adventure part starts. Right, right, right. And we're going into it together. It doesn't feel like an adventure if you've had, um, you know, like a fantasy all day long and you come home and you're like, I have had a fantasy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what is the fantasy? This doesn't feel like an adventure. It feels like. An ambush. <laughs> yeah, like, I am never going to be able to do whatever that was I was doing in that All right, thought. so, so I'll, uh, on, on behalf of the not-adventurous, I will, I will chime in as an adventurer and say, uh, give, them, give them some heads up, give them some, yeah. some clarity, and specifically as far as expectations, because I know yeah. there have been, been times where you've looked at me and said, okay, I feel like <laughs> you have a plan. I feel like you have an expectation here. Why don't you let me in on it yeah, so that I can that help is. make that happen rather <laughs> right. than, you know, just like whatever's happening here. Um, and, and that can be helpful is to you know, use your words, set, set some expectations, yeah. you know, put some things out there so that there's not <laughs> disappointment or confusion. Again, it can be very challenging, especially right. depending on the level of trust. The person who has been grabbed by the hand and told there's no time to explain Let's come along <laughs> it's like all right hang on pause for just a minute and ex- yeah. and explain because guess what i'm gonna make time for explanation 
It's really important that you do that because it's because you don't want to scare the other person. Yeah. Right. Like you don't want you want to foster where adventure can happen. You want to invite your spouse into, um, you know, like a a time with you where you guys can sexually bond. But if your spouse isn't hungry and they have no real desire at this moment. They very well may think they're entering into a sexual situation where this is really just to meet your needs. Yeah. I'm not saying that's wrong and it should never ever occur, but what I am saying is that it's going to be a lot it's going to be um, more enticing if you're inviting them to come to be a part of something that you're both gonna really enjoy. Yeah. Versus, okay, I need you to show up and work now. Like we're yeah. going on an adventure, but yeah. you've got to put on all this work. If you didn't agree to that work, then even in the midst of it, it's going to feel like really yeah. chore like. the adventurers, try and make sure that your fantasy involves everybody being happy at the end. <laughs> yeah, everyone should be happy at the end. Yeah. And during. And during. Um, and so I would say that those are some of the things that we recommend to kind of foster that adventure. And maybe you're not in a place in your marriage or relationship right now where adventure in the bedroom is even like on the table. Yeah. You guys are just struggling to just connect sexually at any point. Sometimes having a sexual adventure can be that thing that takes you out of that, you know, whatever you're dealing with sexually. Um, And other times it can be the thing that causes an issue. Mm -hmm. I think you really have to like come at it from from the right mindset and perspective. Um, so I think that the way that you'll be most successful if you're going to plan sexual adventure, especially if you're in a sexual relationship that isn't happening real often or there's a lot of strain, you have to get that other person completely on board. They've got to be willing to take initiative in advance. Yeah. And I know for the spontaneous desired spouse, the thought of planning out Something like this kind of like dampers that adventure part to them because it's like, oh my gosh, we're planning all this out, you know? Um, But if you have ever planned to go on a big trip, you know that it doesn't matter how much you've planned. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of unexpected things that happen, both good and bad. Um, (laughs) And so it's okay, especially at the start, like really fully planning and mapping it out. Um, one of the things that I always like to to share with couples that are trying to build sexual adventure is start with a bedroom game. I think for me, yeah. um, and I, I would tell you that I'm not a huge like game person in general. Like I never thought bedroom games would be something I would ever even consider. Um, but we played one once and I thought, man, this just took so much pressure off of me. Mm-hmm. It was... It was like, it told me what to do, and I didn't have yeah. to think about it. Yeah, I remember. You know? I remember that was that was your big big takeaway. Yeah, was you you didn't know what was coming next, so it was very much an adventure, right? But something was in in this case, you know, uh, spaces on a on a, on game a board, board right? Uh, told you what to do next. What to, or right. not next now? Like what to do now? Right. And that takes a lot of the creative burden off yeah. of you to say, 
because um, I remember that was that was your thing. Was you were like, I don't know, like what's what's how do I like do sexy? You know, like, yeah, like what does what that do look do? like? What does that mean? And when you just had these prompts saying, do this, do this, do this. Um, yeah, it was freeing but, yeah. because I didn't have to put creative energy into it. I think it would be like if you were to say, uh, booking a tour guide. Like that person already mapped that out for you. Now you just go along for the ride. Right. And that's kind of what I think a bedroom game does is it just provides the guide. I think that's so important for a person who isn't really sure what's going to feel good next. Right. Like if you ask me, what's going to feel good next? What should you do next? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. Like right. It's, at, like, it's like asking a person who's not hungry what they want to eat for eat? dinner. Yeah. They don't know anything, whatever you want to make, you know, like I think that, that, um, the one good thing about bedroom games is, is like any game, uh, that you would like use for a learning situation. You are Mm -hmm. giving the person the ability to like learn through the games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and through the play. And then now it makes spontaneous thoughts easier because they've already like practiced it and been given some ideas and some thoughts and some things like that but the other cool thing about a game like this for the person who is a little bit more apprehensive to adventure is that they could look at the game in advance and just like anything that they were like I don't think I want to try that they can just mark that off be like um we're skipping that one we're gonna take these ones out of the deck you know like I'm not doing (laughs) this (laughs) <laughs> taking that card out of the deck i think that's fine i think what i think that the person who desires more and and has those cravings for more adventure in the bedroom um i think for them it, it doesn't necessarily compute the idea of coming across something they wouldn't necessarily want to try but if it's going to put their spouse at ease to be able to like right. know what's coming next, then mm-hmm. they should definitely give it a try. And this this is a good way for both sides to kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. Because you have the person who needs to have the plan, they can look at it in advance, and the one who doesn't want that plan doesn't have to have any part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then now both actually have their own version of the adventure. Right. And it makes them both comfortable. So... Um, I think, you know, if you're in that place where you're trying to build sexual adventure, whether you're the person who has a greater arousal and just knows what you want or whatever, and you have a spouse who's not on board with that, or maybe you're the spouse who's like, my um, husband or wife really wants more out of the bedroom, and I honestly don't even know where to start or how to give it to them. I think that some of these ideas will definitely help you. Uh, We recommend planning in advance. You know, actually uh, getting together about this thing in advance. I mean, you wouldn't just get in your car and go wherever. Look, we've tried that, and uh, it doesn't usually work out very well. Um, we end up just going to the place we know. I'm right. gonna be honest with you. Yep. Um, so get them involved. Try bedroom games. Talk about it. Think about it in advance. Look at resources together. And all of that planning will actually help you get really excited about it, especially if you're the responder. Now, like, something's actually happening. You're starting to think about this and dream about, like, oh, you know, this could actually be fun or good. 
And then the other thing that um, uh, we recommend is that you use any adventure that you have as a learning time. Uh, so, you know, we went on this big trip last year, and there's some things that we definitely learned on that big trip that we mm. were like, some parts of it were really great and other parts were not. So if we were to do it again, we would make these changes. So when you enter into a sexual adventure with your spouse, this is why we say you should try it a couple times, because you could go the next time I try this, let's do this, whatever that is. Um, and then it gives you the ability to you know, modify it so that it's more enjoyable. Hmm. I mean, I can't think of very many things that we drive right out the gate that were like, this is amazing. You know, like most of the time it's like, oh, I mean, we could probably get it there. You know? <laughs> eventually, eventually. It might work. And I think, you know, we just want to be candid about that because some people, um, if you don't ever hear a couple say this, you just only have the movies to rely on. And it yeah. seems like everybody's having a great time the whole time. And it's like so just not the case in yeah. real sex. At some point during real sex, somebody's really not having like that passionate of a moment. And you're like, okay, something's wrong with me because this is not as exciting to me right now. <laughs> but in the movies, they're always panting and excited. So right. what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Keely at loveoftheventure.com. We'll be glad to answer your questions. Check out our website, loveoftheventure.com. Slash shop. Slash shop. And check out our uh, bedroom games. That's right. Um, the game we were talking about was It's Getting Hot in Here. Uh, still my favorite bedroom game to date. And um, the other thing we want you to do is sign up for our newsletter. Go to loveofadventure.com slash newsletter. This is the best way for you to stay up to date with our new blogs, um, things that we're talking about on you know, YouTube, here at the podcast, our friends that we invite on, that kind of thing. So sign up there. And thanks so much for joining us today. We can't wait to talk to you later. Thank you.